Hello and welcome to the David Howard Podcast. We are recording on September the 10th of 2019. And today we will be talking about one of the most controversial topics here in the United States, maybe even in the world. I'm not sure how it is in the other countries, but I know it's pretty controversial here in the United States. But before we delve into that, I would like to give a huge shout out to our our sponsor today, Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast and Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use from right from your phone or computer. Imagine watching a podcast such as the HD podcast or many other podcasts that are on this form or on the iTunes store. In fact, maybe you've wondered like myself, huh, I would really like to do that one day. But I don't have the right software to do that. Well, look no further. Anchor is the place where you need to go. Creation tools on Anchor allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. And they'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So today, I would like to be talking about abortion. So, today, there was a news article that was produced by National Public Radio Incorporated. European doctor who prescribes abortion bills to U.S. women online sues the FDA. A European doctor who prescribes abortion pills to American women over the internet is suing the Food and Drug Administration in an effort to continue providing the medications to patients in the United States. If you haven't already known this, under the Trump administration, abortion is getting more and more restricted because of the Republican ideals that they hold against abortion. They have a very strong stance against abortion because of their religious beliefs. So this is making it more and more difficult for the women to get the medications that they need or that they are prescribed by their doctors. The lawsuit is being filed Monday in federal court in Idaho, named several federal officials, including U.S. Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar. And in the lawsuit, Dr. Rebecca Gompert says she believes federal officials have seized between three and ten doses of abortion drugs she has prescribed through her organization aid access since March. It also says Gompertz believes the government has blocked aid access from receiving payments from some patients. This is not surprising to me at all under the Trump administration. As I just said, they are restricting access to these drugs. Gompertz attorney Richard Hearn said the goal of the lawsuit is to force the FDA, the FDA to stop those actions and to prevent Gompertz or her patients from being prosecuted under federal law. Hearn argues that for many women who live long distances from the nearest clinic, abortion pills ordered online are the only practical way to exercise the legal right to an abortion. So, here's where my opinion comes in. So, if you've listened to the other Trump, if you've listened to my other podcast, you know that I am a, I, I like Trump. But this is one of the stances where I have to take, I, I have to stop. Like, I have to take a stand. I believe that 
It's their body and their choice. They deserve a right to do whatever they want and they have the choice. They have the legal right to, you know, do whatever they want with their bodies. It's their child. Therefore, it's their choice what to do with it. Many Republicans in the Senate and the House of Representatives and even Congress are debating on whether or not to ban abortion overall and including like a few months ago in Alabama there was a big dispute over abortion in their House of Representatives and Alabama is a big Republican state and it's actually one of Trump's major states it was signed into law on May 15, 2019, the Human Life Protection Act, also known as House Bill 314, HB 314, and the Alabama abortion ban is an Alabama statute enacted on May 15, 2019 that is set to impose a near-total ban on abortion in the state starting in November 2019. This is not. This is not constitutional, in my opinion. This is not constitutional at all. We need to take... We ourselves as a country need to take examples from the other countries in Europe. I'm not saying that we need to become like them. I'm just saying that we need to take some retrospects that they're taking towards the subject. Like, and we need to give out birth control more and more. That is also a big issue here in the United States. They are not giving out birth control like we should be. Like, for example, in Norway, um, they have many, many options to choose from for birth control, including there's this one medicine that you can actually stick into your bicep area, onto your arm, and I'm not completely... I'm not a doctor, so I do not really know what exactly that stick does, but I do know that it is a form of birth control. There are also many other birth controls that are available here in the United States, including that stick, like birth control pills, and that stick, and countless others. But, under this administration, we are being... I wouldn't say that we are being infringed upon our rights, but... They are taking some action against this. They are restricting some of this in some states. But what I'm saying is we need, as, as a male, if you are a male, then I have just finally decided but if you are a male, you need to keep your nose out of this subject. It's not, you do not have the bodily functions of a woman and you do not know what it's like to go through childbirth at all. And you do not like what, you do not know what it is like to carry a baby for nine months. I do not know that. I do not know anything about that. So, with that being said, I'm saying that we need to be less restrictive on everything that is going on here in the United States with abortion. And we need to call out the Trump administration on that.
So, that being said, I'd like to move on to the next subject. With that being said, I would like to read a interview about a new video game coming out called The Outer Worlds. It is a video game produced by Fallout maker Obsidian. They produced Fallout New Vegas. It is called The Outer Worlds. But it is not out until October, but the, already the studio's new parent company is talking about growing the title into a long-running franchise. It is stated right here in the article, Microsoft acquired Obsidian in late 2018, and its first-party games boss recently said he hopes The Outer World Worlds grows into an enduring franchise for Xbox. Speaking of VGC, the game's narrative designer, Megan Starks, says it feels really awesome to receive such strong support from Obsidian's parent company, and the studio has already has a full universe of lore with which to build potential future games. Xbox's first-party boss, Matt Booty, recently said he aspires to turn Outer Worlds into a long-running franchise. Dang, it must feel great to hear that kind of support from your new parent company, wouldn't it? Yeah, they've come to talk to the studio, and it seems like Microsoft is super invested and super supportive for this game, which for a developer like Obsidian must feel really awesome, and it must feel really exciting at the studio right now. So, this game, as you all may not have noticed, is created by Fallout New Vegas, which it's created by Fallout New Vegas' creators, and Obsidian is actually a company that is made up of former developers from the original Fallout series, which includes Fallout 1, Fallout 2, and a cancelled sequel called Van Buren, which is going to be Fallout 3. But unfortunately, Black Isle Studios went out of business. Or no, I am mistaken. It is not Black Isle Studios. My mistake. Anyway, Obsidian is made up of former Fallout IP creators. And they state in this article that they think that Fallout fans will really like their game. So me as a Fallout fan and looking at these screenshots and everything else that is on this article, it looks very, very promising and it looks like a very, very entertaining game and I'm really excited to check it out, even though my Xbox doesn't even work right now. But it'll, it'll probably be a good game. It looks like it'll be a good game, but it looks like the level designs on it kind of remind me of Dishonored in a way. But I will not let that cloud my judgment. And I'm open to new ideas. So, with that being said, I would like to move on to the next topic. So, in California, the California governor signed a bill that cracks down on fraudulent vaccine exemptions. Protests by hundreds of emotional opponents boiled over with the center's delaying Senate debate for nearly two hours. And in the picture that is right here on NBCNews.com shows many people showing it shows many people an American flag upside down. California Governor 
Gavin Newsom signed bills Monday to crack down on doctors who write fraudulent medical exemptions for school children's vaccinations. The Democratic governor acted less than an hour after lawmaker, lawmakers sent him changes he demanded as a condition of approving the bills. The legislators approved the changes as protests by hundreds of emotional opponents boiled over with the censors delaying Senate debate for nearly two hours by shouting and pounding on walls and doors. Others were detained by police earlier while blocking entrances to the Capitol as lawmakers scrambled to act on bills before their scheduled adjournment on Monday. This quoted by Newsom right here, this legislation provides new tools to better protect public health and does so in a way that ensures parents, doctors, public health officials, and school administrators all know the rules of the road moving forward, Newsom said in a statement. Lawmakers sent Newsom the initial bill last week aimed at doctors who sell fraudulent medical exemptions. Democratic Senator Richard Pan of San Francisco agreed to also carry follow-up legislation that, among other things, would give school children grace periods that could last several years on existing medical exemptions. The two bills are needed to keep children safe from preventable diseases. It's quoted by Pan right here. The effort was co-sponsored by the American Academy of Pediatrics, the California Medical Association, and the advocacy group Vaccinate California, all of which hailed their final approval. So, this bill is targeted towards doctors who are writing who are writing vaccine exemptions, and a vaccine exemption is basically saying your child does not need to be vaccinated. Vaccinated, and what I am the vibe that I'm getting from this article and from this bill is that since it was, I'm not trying to get political on this episode, but. So I'm not going to say that. Um, I think that this bill was signed in an intimidation effort by the many anti-vaccine parents in California. If you don't know, California is a very uh, blue state, democratic state, democrat state. It's actually a very big democrat state. It's been a blue state for a long time now. I can't remember the last time. California was was red Republican my entire existence so the protesters forced delays in both the assembly and senate they unfurled an upside down American flag from the senate's public gallery in a traditional signal of distress and chanted my kids my choice and quoted we will not comply they later they later returned to the assembly where they continued shouting kill the bill and protect our children as lawmakers considered other legislation. The Republicans in both chambers objected that there were no public committee hearings before the assembly approved the measure with a 43 to 14 vote and the Senate followed with a 27 to 11 roll call. This quote right here is by Assemblyman Devin Mathis of Visalia. This goes past vaccines and is, again, a major government outreach. Our medically fragile children are what at stake. Newsom demanded a phase-out period for medical exemptions similar to one allowed when California eliminated personal belief vaccine exemptions in 2015. A kindergartner with an exemption could retain through 6th grade, for, for, for instance, while a 7th grader could be exempted through high school. The companion bill also would allow officials to revoke any medical exemptions written by a doctor who has faced disciplinary action. And the bill would make it clear that enforcement will start next year 
meaning doctors who previously granted a high number of medical exemptions won't face scrutiny. Republican Senator John Morlock of Costa Mesa grew emotional as he recalled a development, developmentally disabled cousin who died at a young age. That's what these people fear, Morlock said of protesters. We've got to hit the pause button. So, what these legislators are basically saying is that these anti-vaccine people are saying like they're giving into their demands which is which is in the American Constitution they are our they are supposed to be the doing the better of the people so it is within my it is within my opinion that this is a good bill because there has not been one single shred of evidence that vaccines cause all these diseases that these anti-vaccine parents claim they do. And it was this whole anti-vaccine movement came about when a fraudulent doctor's paper stated that vaccines cause autism and they took it as truth, even though that it has been it has been since discredited it has been discredited by many doctors in the field saying that it is not true and that he's not a good doctor and he's not even a real doctor in fact so republican senator senator jeff stone of timacala asked protesters to watch your democratic process with respect after a shouting opponent was removed from the gallery by officers he also said it is unfair to label dissenters as extremists and anti-vaxxers when they are concerned about the health and welfare of their children. So opponents of the bill were detained before the legislative session as they blocked entrances to the Capitol, including two women who briefly chained themselves to outside doorways. So in that, I can conclude that these people think that is their, it is their right to not vaccinate their children which it is then again it is let's say if i had children i would not want this is going to sound really bad but i would not want my children being around someone who is vulnerable to getting measles or any other disease that a vaccine would fix for instance, there has been a few cases of measles here in the United States. And measles is an eradicated disease, if I'm not mistaken. And doctors and scientists have concluded that anti-vaxxers who have not vaccinated their children are the cause for this illness outbreak of measles. So what I'm saying is... I would not want my child to be around someone who's susceptible to those diseases. And who knows, they may already have the disease and they may just, it may, they may be a ticking time bomb and they may be unknowingly spreading that disease around the schools. So that being said, I think I've said too much already. I'm pretty sure this, this episode's gonna make a few people mad. If it does, I'm sorry, but remember that this is my podcast and this is my opinion. And I have stated that I didn't want to get political on this episode. So, with that being said, I hope you all have a great day. If you are listening to this at night, 
I hope you have a good night as well. Good morning. Good night. Thank you for listening.